Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert. We're from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. There's a draft tonight. There's draft props that you guys can check out. They've got everything. It is your continued number one source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. And it's super easy to get started. Just head to the website and we'll give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Kyle, happy draft day to you. Happy draft day to you. Our final predictive mock drafts are in. And of course, while they are predictive in a great deal of very many ways uh, we are also mindful a little bit of wanting to play the game that's involved with uh, our friends over at the huddle report who do a tremendous job chalking hundreds of mock drafts at this time of year for this event for this night Uh, they have their scoring system in place and these are the mock drafts that we have submitted in an effort to win the huddle report which you have on your resume it's coming for you bro I'd like to feel good about what I have, but it is the wild, wild west of, of drafts this season. So it's, it's hard to say what traction is, is going to happen. I feel like if you get the quarterbacks right, it might be. That was critical for you the year that <laughs> you won. If you get the corners right, if you, if you get the receivers well, right. Yeah, but you, you got, yeah, Mahomes, got Mahomes and, and Watson, Watson yeah. right yeah. when they both had to trade up from the yeah. 20s to get those quarterbacks. And, yeah. and this kind of felt like that year for me as I'm trying to find quarterback landing spots is it's like, okay, like what makes the most sense? Who can I see being the most aggressive? Who would they want? And I feel like there's so many different combinations. Like I don't have Kenny Pickett in my final predictive mock draft. And I do. Right. But so that <laughs> there will be a point yeah. d- difference between our mock drafts based off of that alone. If it happens, report, it, right, right. right. Well, well, it's, it's either way. Right. It's either going to be me or you. Yeah, someone's huddle, getting a point. Huddle report scores it. You get one point for every player you correctly pick into the first round right and then you get an additional two points for every player and team match regardless of where it is you know if if the jets take a guy at 10 that you mocked at four you still get two points yep so um yeah i figured we we kind of talk through the construction of our mocks and and some of the things that we have that we feel are prominent uh you have your yours up on the site i actually have my ballot that I sent see to that. the huddle report. Very sleek so I, and I condensed thought this would look. Be, yeah, I, I get everything on one phone screen versus having to, yeah. to dilly with a laptop. Yeah, I'm going to be dillying away over here trying to look at my picks. But uh, this is it, man. This is the, this is, we, we've, we've done the what would we do mocks. We've done alternating picks. This is what we think is going to happen tonight. And um, I'm as glad best that... As possible. Yeah, I'm glad you said this is the wild, wild west of drafts. So as much as we present our best forecast... We don't know, you know. We don't know. So let's let's talk through it. And man, we've got uh, we got a different player at number one, Cal. Uh, we do have a different player at number one. We have Trayvon Walker for yours truly. 
and I believe you have Mr. Aiden Hutchinson at your top spot. Yeah, I have I have Aiden Hutchinson. I know that's definitely against the grain, right? The, the common pick is Trayvon Walker, but I will say I have reason to believe this could happen. And so as you kind of find those little things that you can do to separate yourself from the pack, this is something that I went with. And so I think one of us will be right, Kyle. And I went for a swing here at number one. I went with Aiden Hutchinson. So it's 9 o'clock tonight. And Trayvon Walker is the pick. Yeah. Your emotions are what? Well, I'll be thinking about analyzing the pick for our amazing coverage that's coming at the Draft uh, Network. Of course, check out YouTube and Twitter. <laughs> but but from a mock draft perspective, I know you yeah. wrestled with this decision greatly. Oh, um, probably as much as any decisions I've ever made in my life. Like, I mean, I was like wow. seven hours of just like pulling hair out that I don't have you know I will say I checked in on Joe a couple of times yesterday because you guys were doing this all throughout the day in in the time that we were working on all of this stuff and I checked in on Joe a couple of times Joe how's the, how's the mock coming how are we doing buddy what, what's going on he had this look on his face of just sheer pain of just I don't know what I'm going to do and I didn't even get into the weeds on what pick this what he was deliberating on just every time I checked in on Joe it was he was struggling Discomfort. with some kind of decision at some point. Discomfort. I checked in with Kyle with his mock. He's like, yeah, you know, we're, we're feeling good. Feeling good about where we're at. Which well, is the opposite, usually. In the last few years, you've been the guy pulling your hair out. Well, and I'm I've, like, all right. I've also had a lot more distractions yesterday. Which I think helped you. It did. Right. More so than I think you would think. Right. The fact that you were able to be pulled away to do other stuff, I think allowed you to, to have some clarity on what I, you were going to do. I, well, yeah, and I didn't have the agonizing eight hours yeah, of, of stewing it. over the information that, that we have. So if Trayvon Walker gets picked tonight at number one, um, I've thought about this, and I feel like I have enough contingencies kind of baked in that like my ship isn't completely sunk, Right there's 32 picks. You're, right. you're probably right. like the best mock drafts are going to get 10 or 15 matches. You know what I mean? It's, uh, the ship's not sunk. 15's a crazy good mock. Right. You just feel like your best chances of getting matches are the early picks. Correct. This is just not the year where that's going to be the case. Okay. So I guess that's, that's kind of what so pushed do- me towards it. The domino effect is you having Hutchinson go at one is you have my player going to the lines at two at where? Yeah. Excuse me. Who do you have going at two? I asked I, that question extremely poorly. I, I, so, oh boy. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is the player I have at two with Hutch not being there. I think if Hutch gets to two, he's going to be, be the pick for Detroit, but that's not the case this time around. And it goes back to some of the stuff we've talked about over the last week on the podcast where the best Brad Holmes connections are on the West Coast, right? That's where he's picked players, right? Like last year it was Penny Sewell and it was – uh, Levi and Wizariki and Armand Ross St. Brown. Like, he went to that well. It's certainly been a productive range for him to go into the, the West Coast. And I, I think the, the reasoning there is sound. And I agree with you in regards to, to Hutchinson uh, because that's who I have it to. I do have Detroit going with Hutchinson in two. We're chalk at three. Derek Stingley? Yes. Corner from Houston. Derek I think Stingley. it'll be a corner. It's a matter of which one. I think, yeah, Ike McQuanu could be in play there, but... I'm leaning towards the corner, yeah, and so yeah. are you. And, and we had Icky yesterday. If you guys Stod. missed the, the dude's discussion, uh, Ekem was very kind with his time and uh, had a great time over at the draft house uh, getting to know him a little bit more. So uh, somebody's going to get a program changer in him, but we both have him at four. So that gets us the Giants at five? Evan Neal. We both have Evan Neal? I know there's some medical concerns there that 
You know, my other spot for him would have been Seattle at nine. Yeah, I think that's a good ceiling in four for him. But I, I did not feel comfortable giving the Giants cross to then have the domino effect of what Carolina would do. So it was like... <laughs> Don't you I, hate I have when to you have, have the, to do that? Yeah, it's like I had... Yeah. But it, it made me feel better knowing that those picks are sandwiched. Sure. So that if the Giants, for whatever reason, go a different player first, yeah. and then t- Carolina takes cross, okay, then, then Neil is still there for you to take. Um, but I, I had Charles Cross at six, and then I had the Giants coming back with Ahmad Sauce Gardner okay. at seven. So we, I also have Sauce Gardner seven to the Giants. So we have the same players to the Giants, but we have a different tackle for the Panthers, and I need to explain mine. I have friggin' Trevor Penning. Explain yourself. Right, that's, that's, a, that's an eye-opener for sure. And I, to the, the point of having this conversation today on the podcast is for us to kind of be transparent with how we got to certain conclusions. I'm not of the belief that the Panthers love Charles Cross. And so with the top two tackles and Iquano and Neal off the board and the need still being there at tackle, I think there's a really good chance that Carolina will move out of this pick at six. And so at some point they'll trade back and pick up Trevor Penning. And there's a player later on that we'll get to, and it's Garrett Wilson to the Philadelphia Eagles at 15. I think they're a team that is looking to move up. And so I think if you if I would have just predicted the trade and I had Trevor Penning being mm-hmm. the pick at 15, I don't think anybody would say anything about that, but I did predict the trade. So let me ask you this question, yeah. Joe. Would you be shocked if they stayed at six and picked Trevor Penning, despite it being what you have written I down here? I love the here. question, and I still think there's a chance. Like As crazy as it might sound, based on my understanding of the way the Panthers perceive these tackles, I think it is a possibility. Now watch them sit there and pick cross, and everyone will be like, Joe, you, you whiffed on that, but... I don't know. I mean, that's that's mock drafts, and I, you know, I hope that you can at least appreciate the honesty with where we're coming from and telling you why we're doing certain things. Um, yeah, you're not going to win by being conservative. Right? No, you, no. you got to take some chances in your mock, and I love the fact that in a predictive, in, a, in an unpredictable year, yeah, you took them early. Right. Like, how do you say anybody's mock draft is bad? What? You know what I mean? Like, have you ever watched a draft? It doesn't go the way you think it's going to go all the time. Ever. Right. So. Okay, so same player at eight, Atlanta. We we have Drake London, the Drake receiver London. from from uh, USC. I'm glad to hear it, Kyle, because you were you were. So here's here's my thing. I was really wrestling with like you get into the teens, and it's like the Jermaine Johnson, yeah, uh, Trent McDuffie, like that perceived range that like tier of players that's going like ten through seventeen, right? And you really have a hard time with, like, one of those guys is there and it creates, like, this awkward stop where there's a couple of teams in there that I think are a little bit more unpredictable, but you know who some of the players are that you've heard that they like. And it's like, how do I manipulate these players to find the right combination where I know I'm getting players with teams that I know like them? Because that was my thought process is just get as many teams teams to draft players I've heard that they like either publicly or behind the scenes. And that was my strategy. Um, and the Drake London pick at eight was kind of screwing me. I was like, what if I put Tremaine Johnson there at eight? And then I can get... Totally possible. Right. Yeah. And then and then you get Drake London now suddenly in play at 10 for the Jets. Right. And the domino effect, now I'm feeling better about my pick at 17 because of what I did at eight. Right. That's the reality right. of these exercises. So, and I showed it to Chris and he's like... You're dead to me because that—that's one of his undesired outcomes—is for Drake London to be the pick of ten. But 
that was close to being one I pushed play on. Um, I had some players I ultimately left out later in the draft, but I still managed to finagle it enough down all through 32 to get the pairings I wanted. And I bring that up just to show to everybody, because everybody just sees the 32 picks that you guys right. put together. Like we just... Pull them out of the hat or something. This is what happened throughout the day yesterday. This is not stuff that we're making up. These are actual events that occurred throughout the day yes. yesterday while this was happening. And I think it's important to note that Kyle at one point showed me a mock draft that is not the one that he had in front of me, and he was very confident in it. That just shows you how much yeah. this can change over the course of trying well, to piece together the what you're trying to accomplish in terms of these are the players I think need to be in my 32 and figuring out how you want to put the you, puzzle together. You spend all day collecting, infor- or you spend all day gathering that information as it's coming out, and you know half of it's BS this time of year and half it's not. Then you're also talking amongst the group and like, what have you heard? What have you heard? What have you heard? And you're trying to put together the jigsaw puzzle, right? So yeah, as we continue to get more information and have more conversations amongst both people, not amongst TDN and TDN ourselves, like the picture changes Mm -hmm. and you continue to evolve it and change it. And then you get to the deadline time. It's like, okay, I just got to make some decisions and send it in. And like, it it is what it is. It's a mock draft. Right. But like, we'd love for it to score very well and and reflect good process. And and I think we have that. Yep. Um, How about Seattle at nine? So courtesy of me going in a different direction at one, this is where I have Trayvon Walker falling. And I, I think he's a slam dunk Seahawk in terms of him being, everything you could ever want in an athlete in size, right? I mean, like he's a big defensive end that tested like a good cornerback, right? They, like, they took LJ Collier in the first round, and this is like LJ Collier's body with Brian Burns' athleticism. Oh, wow, that's a hell of a way to put uh, it, but uh, you're uh, not wrong. Uh, right, yeah. like, think about the length, think about the explosiveness, yeah. think about the frame. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so yes, that, that's I gave him KT. Which is, there, Pacific Northwest yeah. guy. They need pass rush help. Maybe he's a little bit more of a Leo for them. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Like, no. I, I think if you're concerned about his fit within an environment, because that seems to be what people are alluding to with the concerns with KT, is like, okay, like brand oriented or however you want to phrase it, right? But that's kind of what everybody seems to have been alluding to. Keep him in the same environment that he showcased to be a yeah. successful player. Yeah. Great. Done. No, you, you kind of know what you're getting, and his brand is already strong there. So it probably helps him. Jameson Williams, 10 to the Jets. Is that what Jamo, you have? 10 to the Jets. Love, yeah. love to hear they, it. They, need, they want that guy that they can pair with Zach to launch the ball down the field and give him that component. You know, they were in on Tyreek Hill, and I think they were certainly fantasizing about that vertical receiving skill set to pair with Zach. And, you know, they didn't get Tyreek, but they can sit here at 10 and pick Jameson and – you know, I, I saw a tweet from my guy Brentley Wiseman today. He was watching some uh, Jameson last night, and he said, "Man, if this guy was healthy, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't blink an eye if, if the Jets just picked him at four. You know, I think he's that type of talent. Yeah, he, I, I really he is do. that type of talent. Yeah. I think he's our third or fourth ranked offensive prospect yeah, in this year's class. He's he's different. He's just different. So um, I think he's perfect for them. So you can also thank Ryan Fowler here at TDN for uh, Chris that J- Jermaine Johnson pick at eight not happening because I went to him with that mock that I felt really good about. And uh, he kind of pushed me in a direction here at 11. And he was in line with what everybody had heard yeah. last year, right? So you file that away. Okay, he had really strong, confident information on the Jamin Davis, which ended up materializing itself. And I'm like, I have Drake London now at 10 because Jermaine went at eight. And I've got Washington now taking Jameson Williams. And he looks at me and goes, 
<laughs> they'd want this guy instead. Yeah. That's well, what, at least what he's heard. So I took his, took his word for it. And he pushed me to Chris Olave, yep. wide receiver Ohio State, yep. in that spot, which, Joe, I believe you also have as yep, well. Same deal. Same, same conversation with Ryan. And I'll tell you, Ryan, man, this guy... This guy, I think, could say just about anything and you can believe him, right? Just his delivery. Right. I don't know if it's kind a good thing or a bad thing right yeah. now. Ask yeah. me again in a couple hours. Right, right, yeah. Uh, 12, the Minnesota Vikings. I have them going with a cornerback, Kyler Gordon, out of Washington. I think they need a corner. I think Kyler's going to go a little higher than you know some people are expecting, and so I kind of found that marriage and slotted it. I like that fit. Um, I ended up having the Eagles trade up in front of Houston for Garrett Wilson with this pick. Interesting. It sounds like the Garrett's kind of on both of their radars as, yep. as a preferred fit. Yep. And I wanted to have the excuse because I was kind of wrestling with, with Minnesota in general at that spot. Change like, it. Man, I must have changed it five times. Yeah, they're, they're a tough yeah. team to mock for this year. Yeah. Uh, so a trade down, I mean, you, you think about the, the new regime there and um, them kind of coming off that Cleveland Browns tree, a little bit more analytics-based and trade down opportunities. Uh, I took that took advantage of that opportunity and had Minnesota trade down to 15, uh, and um, I like the player I gave them. Which I don't know if I've, I've seen a lot of. So uh, Houston, with the reaction to Garrett Wilson coming off the board, which would be three straight wide receivers and four and five picks, which aligns with who said that yesterday? Peter King said that. If you want one of the three or four top wide receivers in this class, you better get into the top 13. Yeah. That's a very specific number. Yep. Top 13. So... The Eagles do that in this mock. So I have the Houston staying at 13. The Houstons. The Houston Texans. The Houston. The Houston the staying at 13. And this is like Jermaine Johnson's the... Floor. Yeah, it's like, okay, he's still available. Okay, this is the stop right here. And we, I think we all agree that Houston's going to get a corner at 3 or 13. And then, you know, it's anyone's guess on the other pick. This is just a real BPA, a team that needs to go BPA... They need foundational pillars hey, of their team, and even, Jermaine gives them a chance to even do Even one of like their good pass rushers from last year, Jacob Martin's not on the team anymore. Yeah. It's, they need everything. Right. So I also have Jermaine Johnson in that spot, and then I give the Ravens uh, Jordan Davis. Everybody's doing that, huh? Uh, it's it's yeah. a hot pick, and I, it makes sense. Yep. Uh, so at 15, I now have Minnesota on the clock. I gave him Dax Hill. That was interesting. That was one that when I saw your mock draft, I go, huh, that I, seems oddly oddly. Different. So what happened there? Well, it was, I didn't really know what to do with Okay, them. all right. At least you said that. I didn't know right. if you had a no, little scoop or something. No, I have no scoop here at all. all right. but I, I mean, I'm just trying to apply it from the lens of a lot of the things that we know about how the Browns pillars of, of team building. Yeah. You know, they, they draft young. Daxon Hill, young player. Versatility, length, foot quickness, playing in the secondary. They need help at safety and at corner. I mean, so I think there's a reasonable chance that you can get him in and just let him win at whatever position he proves himself. And you know you're getting a starter at a, a high-valued position. So I wanted to get Dax Hill in, and if he wasn't going at 15, based on what I have Pittsburgh doing at 20, then you get down into, like, the Chiefs territory at 29 and 30. And there were other players that I wanted to get in there, and I wanted to get him a wide receiver. So... Uh, I had to find a, a place to feel good about Daxton Hill being the pick and not just throw him in here just to throw him in here. And this was the one that I felt had the most logic and I had the least confidence points in as far as what I had heard about them. So 15, I have Garrett Wilson to the Eagles. And this is, I don't think they're going to sit there at 15 and pick Garrett Wilson, but I think somehow they're going to come away with mm-hmm. So that's kind of, we have some good intel that leads us to believe that they really want Garrett Wilson or Jamison Williams 
And I think Wilson's the more likely outcome. And so this could be in a trade-up, but I think it's a really good match that I wanted to have at some point. Okay. 16, Malik Willis. Saints. I want Charles Cross for them. This is yeah, another. If he's yeah. there, it's a no-brainer. Right, I'm yeah. surprised you have him there, though. You know, I, I think it's one of those deals, man, where we're, we're getting some some information about Cross and, and maybe in some areas where he didn't impress teams, okay? So I think there's a little bit of a possibility for a fall there, but also the air raid tackles, man. Like, we did this with Andre Dillard, right? He's going to go 10, 11, 12, and then they slide and slide and slide, and then somebody breaks the slide. I kind of feel like Charles Cross kind of fits into that. He's a better prospect. I love Charles Cross. I think some of these teams should pick him in the top 10. Predictively, I think there's a good chance he slides a little bit. All right, so we're in the back half of the mock here. So let's give four picks in bunches. Let's mm-hmm. present. So I have Chargers at 17 taking Trent McDuffie, the corner from Washington. So do I. I have the Eagles taking Kyle Hamilton, safety from Notre Dame at 18. So do I. I have Trevor Penning to the Saints at 19. This was my tackle that tumbled. Okay. And then at 20, I have the Steelers drafting QB2 Desmond Ritter. Okay, so McDuffie Hamilton, the same for me. I have the Saints picking Kenny Pickett at number 19. Okay, and so we both had them go tackle quarterback. We do. Uh, different quarterback. Um, for me, what this came down to is – and I forgot who said this to me, and I, it's somebody in our staff. And so if they listen to this podcast, you can yell at me for not giving you proper credit. But they said, I refuse to believe that the Saints made that trade that they did, and they're not coming out with a quarterback on the other side of it. And so I just thought Probably, to myself. I think it was me. Was it you? I don't know if it was you. I, I've had that conversation with you eight times about how a quarterback on a rookie deal. No, you said that. That's a, That definitely pushed me over the edge. But there was, I don't know if it was Jack or if it was Ryan. You have that tipping. You have that in your in your your I mean, cap. I have, I have the other one too, but that's fine. Well, but that's fine. That's I, I associated it with somebody else, and I sincerely apologize and I beg for your forgiveness. So the reason I gave him Malik though was because you do have Jameson under contract or James under contract this year, so you don't have to play him this year if you don't want to, and then you can let him walk and you get a year to to groom him. But he he's got the arm that Jameis does to push the ball down the field, but he's also like a four three athlete. I mean, he'd be the quarterback I would pick, but predictively, I feel like I feel like Pitts. I feel like he's just destined for Pittsburgh, and so whether that's a trade up or something like that, I wanted to have that match, and so I, I have Malik going to Pittsburgh at okay, twenty. Very good. Uh, Patriots at twenty one. I have Quay Walker, linebacker, Georgia. A lot of buzz on him yep. being a top twenty five pick right now. Uh, Traylon Burks. I have to the Packers at twenty two. Same. I have the Cardinals drafting Kyer Elam, corner from Florida. Okay. And then at 24, I have the Dallas Cowboys drafting Kenyon Green. All right, we have uh, three of the four of the same here. 23, I have different. I have Arizona going with Jahan Dutson. A lot of buzz there. Um, I could see them going oh, in a weird. number of different directions. Von, Vontel always thinks I do the, these mock drafts and pick for Arizona and think of him and try and pick the least likely or the, the outcome that's going to upset him the most. Yeah. But uh, I promise you, Vontel, I never think of you when I make these picks. <laughs> but I do remember having picked Jahan Dotson to the Cardinals at one point, and he didn't like it. So, oh, uh, yeah. T- T's and P's to Vontel, if that's the case. Uh, now I'm thinking of you. Well, it's... Okay, well, I, he's, he's a player that I think makes a lot of sense. Again, I'm buying into buzz there. Kenyon Green to the Cowboys, perfect left guard for them, right? A massive yes. need for that yes. football team. 
Um, so we see a lot of that chunk very similarly. Uh, I'll be interested in how the back eight goes. We always talk about the back eight. That's the weirdest part, months. right? All right. So 25. I do have Brees Hall going to the Buffalo Bills. Okay. I have Andrew Booth going to the Buffalo Bills. Cool. And, and my, I think four of my six mocks I had saved had Booth. To the Bills. Yeah. And you, so you pivoted. Yeah. Here's, this is, and this is obviously a big debate within Bill circles that I live in, right? Nobody had Rousseau going to the Bills at 30, right? And it was only Marcel Louis-Jacques. He's the only guy that did it. Dolphins beat great. He's, he's a phenomenal. You're lucky to have him. We are. So now all of a sudden, I don't know, 75% of the mock drafts I open have Brees Hall going to the Bills. Everyone's going to know the Bills pick this year. One person knew it last year. It's not that simple. I just don't think it's that simple. I'm prepared for it to be Brees Hall. I think it's either right. Brees Hall or a corner. I do yeah. believe that. Yeah. But I just don't feel like it's this intentional that everybody knows the Bills want Brees Hall. And I could be absolutely wrong about that. But they signed Von Miller, and nobody knew they had interest. You know what I mean? Like, they're not a leaky team like that. To me, that feels agent-driven more than it, than its actual source. Okay. Well, so, let's let's continue because yeah. I, I did have three more I was going to give in a block. Go ahead. I had to get that out. We know it's a pillar. I'm sorry. The Dolphins don't pick, so we won't well, talk about it. I'll, I'll watch Tyreek Hill. I, I yeah, figured you'd fine. say that. Yeah. Um, how I many over/under on how many times we'll hear that today on on the broadcast tonight? Just at any point today. Probably Tyreek three, three or four. I go three and a half. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll over. take okay, the over on that too. So Tyler Smith, offensive lineman to Tennessee at 26. I'm in on that. He could uh, go higher than that, so. Yes, I, I thought 19 was an interesting spot for him if Penning would have been gone to the Saints. Yeah, I ha- I ripped up a few a few 10 mock drafts where I had Tyler Smith going to uh, the Saints. New so. Orleans, yeah. Yeah, and I think Dallas yeah. is another spot for him mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. If, if I had found a better spot for Jordan Davis before 14, I would have put Penning at 14 uh, to Baltimore and then probably put Tyler Smith at 19, and then I would have Zion Johnson in this spot at 26. To Tennessee. Yeah. You've had – I saw iterations of your mock where you had Zion going to the Titans. Yeah, and, and he's out of my first round, and I hate it. And I have him going 27 to the Bucks. I know there's you – know, what do you have, Lewis Seen? I have the safety from Georgia, yeah, Lewis Seen. That's a, that's a hot name, and I just – I and, don't know. And they, they got leaky last year with that They're pick. always leaky. Tampa? Yeah. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. They got leaky last year with that pick, and, and we kind of knew the right. day of that it was – if he was there – uh, Joe Tryon, it, he, he would be the pick, and he was. Uh, Boye Mafe, pass rusher to Green Bay at 28. Different pass rusher. George Karloftis needed a spot for him. I thought the Packers made sense. I left Karloftis sense. out. Ooh. There's I think some, there's, some there's a point for Joe there, I think. Okay, well, I'll, I'll get a point for uh, Kenny Pickett, so it's fine. All right, we'll see. Oh. What if I get both of those? You've got well, to be guess, eating those guess, words. That'll, make you, that'll help you make <clears> up for <throat> getting <throat> the first overall pick wrong. How's that? Um, couple to Took go. swing. Couple to go. Uh, Kansas City, Arnold Abicady, and Jahan Dotson were my one-two punch for them. Boye, Mafe, Daxton Hill. Okay. It's interesting. Neither, of, neither one of us had them picking a receiver, and that's this big perceived I had Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson does play receiver. Yeah, he I does play corrected. wide receiver for Penn State. Yeah, yeah. For, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that before, yeah. Um, I'll do 32 last because my, I, my, I think my favorite move here was at 31. Uh, I have... Detroit coming back to get Sam Howell at 32 to close the round. I have that as well. 31. I have a trade. I have the Seattle Seahawks coming back in. This is so random. He told me this. just like He was like, I'm doing this. I'm like, you haven't mentioned this once to me all day that this is part of your plan. So I like this for two reasons. I think they could do this for a quarterback, either Sam Howell or Desmond Ritter. But I already have both of those guys in different spots. So this is kind of like the predictive mock, like trying to get the scoring, steal a point somewhere. 
I have a hard time believing Devin Lloyd's not going to be a first-round pick. There was a time about three weeks ago where Devin Lloyd was a popular mock selection to Seattle at nine. So I have them coming back in and drafting Devin Lloyd at number 31, coming up from 40. I know that you're going to say that's why you did it, but the Seattle Seahawks trading back into the first round two of the last three years for a linebacker is nuts. But it's Seattle. Bobby Wagner, they have not replaced Bobby Wagner. Right. They also chose to cut him. Right. So they want to get younger. Barton. You can get a quarterback of the defense here. I'd say if you get that, then you can, you know, put a sticker on or something. But that Put a sticker on. Hey, that's his big swing. Yeah, you t- but you're probably smarter than me. You're taking swings at the end of the first round. I'm taking swings at number one overall. So <laughs> we'll see here how, we are. We'll see how it plays out. But uh, we had a lot of fun going over our predictive mocks, and we hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed draft coverage tonight. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, uh, the Draft Network. Plan accordingly. We have some really cool presentation that, that's a little bit different than your traditional draft coverage and, and things we've done in the past. But we we certainly think you will enjoy it if you swing by and take a look. So we invite you to do that this evening. Uh, an hour before the show start, yeah, the draft starts. Yeah, half hour, fifteen minutes. We're we're still you know okay, working through some it, production and technical okay, stuff. But cool. we'll, we're going to be up. By subscribe the, and hit the bell. Yeah, Thank you, Joseph. That's what you Done. do. You do that. You'll know when we go live. Kyle you'll see Krabs, it on Twitter. Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks as always for listening to Draft Dudes Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.